Hi kids, this is uh, Bill again from Urban Tiger Radio Children's Hour. And you've been so good at listening, and I can tell that from the numbers of people that have tuned in and listened to these podcasts, that I thought I'd better do you some more. So here we have two more how-to poems and another granddad poem. Now the first one is How Sniff Found His Dog. So here it comes, How Sniff Found His Dog. Dog lay dozing in the garden, guarding cabbages and leeks, with one eye watching hopping birds with their brightly painted beaks. I wish I had a nose like that, thought Dog, as he watched them chirp and race, instead of this big squishy thing on the front end of my face. I can't think what it's for, thought Dog. It neither squeaks nor squirts, and I thought it was for bumping things, but when I do, it hurts. He laid his head down on the grass to hear the worms that live below, and was about to go right off to sleep when a voice said once, Hello. Dog looked around. No one was there. I dreamed it then. I must. Then from the corner of his eye he saw a shiny speck of dust. It floated in the sunlit air, rising gently on a swell. I'm Sniff, it said. What's that? said Dog, said Sniff. A sense of smell. What's a sense of smell? asked Dog. Is it some kind of game? You look just like a speck of dust and I... I can't even say your name. Of course you can, said Sniff, and this is how it goes. Breathe out first, then close your mouth. Then breathe in through your nose. Like this, said Dog. He breathed in deep, like a vacuum cleaner's suck. Help, said Sniff. You've sniffed me up, and now I'm firmly stuck. Hold on, said Dog. What's this I feel? as his nose began to work. Now, I can tell a hundred smells that round each corner lurk. They trotted round the garden, and they sniffed at leek and rose, then dug up all the cabbage roots so Sniff could smell at those. They went down to the pond, and sniffed at fishes, ducks, and frogs, waded out through green pond slime to sniff at rotting logs. The town was rich in many smells beyond their wildest dreams. They searched through rubbish for the scent of chocolate, sweets, ice creams. They sniffed at lampposts, signs and wheels, not caring where they went. They spent all day just chasing down each new, exciting scent. They stopped to rest outside of town. Where are we now? asked Dog. I don't know where we are, said Sniff. My brain is in a fog. What's that? said Dog, as he turned around and caught a shocking whiff. Oh, didn't you know? I'm sorry, but you'll find that's you, said Sniff. Well, I've a good idea then, said Dog, with his nose down to the ground. I'll find the trail of my own scent and we'll follow it through town. So back they went through litter bins, compost, rubbish, sweets, and in and out of butcher's shops who chased them down the streets. When they got home, 
Sniff was worn out, and the night was growing dark. The streets were empty, lights were on, and Dog too tired to bark. Just look at you, Dog's owner said. Wherever have you been? There's mud and grass and paint and stuff like I have never seen. It's bath for you, you naughty dog, with shampoo, brush and soap. If you run off again like that, I'll tie you to a rope. Then something strange occurred to Dog. He could tell, just by her scent, that though she sounded quite upset, it wasn't what she meant. Dog folded down his ears and tail to show he wasn't bad. She stroked his nose so gently and said, Try not to look so sad. You can have your bath tomorrow. We'll let this evening pass. We'll wash you in the garden and you can shake out on the grass. Sniff smelled her hand and knew at once, as her scent quickly proved, that despite his being naughty, Dog was really really loved. They climbed into Dog's basket. It smelled so warm and deep. Dog curled himself around his nose, and together they went to sleep. There you go, that's how Sniff found his dog. And now you know that when a dog comes and sniffs at you, and you put your hand out, if you're very careful and you know the dog, for it's a sniff, then it's not really the dog that's sniffing. It's Sniff himself. And the next track for you, the next poem, is How Moth Saw the Light. Moth flew only in the darkness, afraid of any light, and came out when the moon was far too tired to shine that night. But Moth was getting lonely and the season getting late, and though he'd searched the whole night through, he couldn't find a mate. Ask the moon, the wise owl said. He sees the world asleep, and he knows all the answers to the secrets that we keep. But I'm afraid of him, said Moth, and the way he silvers night. Don't be afraid, said wise old owl, for he is a kindly light. He is so far away, said Moth. My wings, they are so small, and if I try to reach him, I know that I will fall. Then fly with me, said wise old owl. I'll take you to the moon. Climb on board and hold on tight, for he'll be rising soon. They left Moth's bush and flowers for a forest and a lake where high above a majestic swan agreed the moth to take. The swan flew high and far until the mountains by the sea, where an eagle soaring high above said, Let him ride with me. The eagle rode the spinning winds up high on high on high, and as the winds began to fade, moon rose in the sky. Don't let him shine on me, said Moth, for I might surely die. He is my friend, said Eagle, who lights up all the sky. He silvers every river, every tree and flower and street, and from up here I can see clear the world beneath my feet. 
but I can carry you no further, for the air is thin and dry. My wings need wind to give them lift, so we must say good-bye. Moth let go, and began to fall from this silvered moonlit high, when through the clouds beneath him a rocket broke the sky. Moth climbed on board, as it rode past, and found a place to hide, where cables wriggled out like snakes, and settled for the rye. The rocket soared up to the moon, and landed gently there. Moth flapped his wings and tried to fly, but found there was no air. Moth met an old man with a broom, who was sweeping up the ground. His brush was made of feathers, and it swept up with no sound. The ground was soft and spongy, like bread without a crust, and Moth soon found, as he walked around, his wings were cloaked in dust. "'I'm sorry,' said the old man. "'I didn't see you there. "'I'm not used to flying creatures where there isn't any air.' "'The wise old owl said I should come,' said Moth to the frail old man, "'for I can't find a mate, and he said, "'You'd know how I can.' Well, a strange bird called from outer space, the man began to say, and left behind these feathers as he went upon his way. He plucked two feathers from the broom. Place one behind each ear. You'll detect the scent of any mate, and your direction will be clear. Go quickly now, the old man said, as behind the rocket roared. Moth jumped on board and clung on tight, and to the night they saw. When they returned, Moth found his mate by the feather's magic smell, but he wished that he had had more time to wish the old man well. So when you see a moth that's been attracted to the light, and he shines like polished silver in the moonbeams of the night, and his moon dust sparks your window like the sprinkled stars so bright, please tell the man in the moon from Moth. Thank you, and good night. All right, so uh, that's how moth found the light. And so next time you see a moth, if you ever look at a moth closely, you'll find that sort of behind where their ears might be, they have two feathers. And those feathers, very, very tiny feathers, are very, very sensitive. And they're actually a moth's sense of smell. And they use those to find other moths and in the dark because they are so sensitive they can smell from a mile or more away. So this is how Moth found his mate after he saw the light. So right, your last poem this week is Grandad and the Electricity Bill. If you remember Grandad and the Dentist, you'll know what kind of a person Grandad Bill is. And this is how he dealt with his electricity bill. When I went to visit with my grandad, Bill, a letter arrived that made him feel ill. When he opened up the envelope, it gave him such a chill, for inside it was a huge electricity bill. I can't have used all that much. It's just not fair, said he, switching on the grill and toaster and the kettle for some tea. He threw away the envelope and straightened out the letter, then switched on all the lights so that he could read it better. 
He took his cup of tea and his slice of toasted bread, turned on the electric blanket and snuggled into bed. He listened to the radio, the video and TV, turned on his computer, then watched a DVD. But thoughts of all this money owed when life had just seemed sweeter made Grandad Bill feel rather cold, so he switched on his fan heater. It can't be true, said Bill. It's really such a con. It's plain to see I hardly ever have a thing switched on. My head is in a muddle. I'm really in a spin. When I go outside of my house, does someone else come in? Do they sit on my sofa and without time to settle, turn on the grill, the toaster, the TV and the kettle? Do they boil up all my water to wash the dirty dishes? Do they warm up all the tanks for my lovely tropical fishes? Do they fill up my kettle right to the brim? Do they set up the washer on hot, dry and spin? Do they turn up the fridge, use my coffee machine, leave all the lights on in the house wherever they have been? It's no little wonder that my wallet looks so lean. But I don't know who they are, for rarely I go out. But I'll dangle this electric bill underneath their snout. I'll stop at home tonight and find out who. I will. But we know who already. Don't we, Grandad Bill? Well, that's all for this week's podcast. And all I can ask is that if you do like these poems and stories that I'm putting on, there's a little heart-shaped button on your computer underneath each track. And if you just kindly click on that heart-shaped button... That tells me that you're enjoying them too. I enjoy reading them for you. I enjoyed writing them. And I will look for some more. I'm sure I have some more around. And I will put those on for you. So, thank you. And that is the end of this podcast. Goodbye. And a meow from Nelly.